next, I want to bring in legal analyst Julie Rendleman. Julie, thanks for being with us here on the show. Thanks for having me. So let's start first um, with Johnny Depp's ex-fling, I guess you could say, uh, Ellen Barkin coming in and, and really testifying as to who Johnny Depp was as a partner and a lot of it very negative. What did you make of that? Yeah, so I, look, I, a couple things to keep in mind. One is that it was many, many years ago. And two, she certainly came off as someone that is not a huge fan, certainly not now, of Johnny Depp. And so those are things that we think about when we think about the credibility of a witness. Um, at the same time, she does give some corroboration for Amber Heard. Uh, she describes him as jealous, which is what Amber Heard describes him as. She describes him as having a, an angry temper. I'm not sure the throwing of the bottle comes to that level that Amber Heard has, which is of him being physically violent, hitting her, punching her, things of that nature. But it certainly can, if the jury believes it, lend some credibility to what Amber Heard's saying, um, because this is someone that doesn't have any, um, you know, skin in the game in, in a sense when it comes to this case and is simply telling at least her recollection. But I do think even the fact that she describes it as, quote unquote, a sexual relationship, not even a romantic relationship, kind of lets you know that there may be, maybe some bitterness in terms of how their relationship ended. Oh, interesting. Well, there was also um, more testimony today, and I feel like this smear campaign is going to be a real talker between us. Um, let, let's go into it, because they brought in this forensic social media expert, his name, Ron Schnell, uh, and he talked about the negative hashtags related to Amber Heard between this time period of 2020, April 2020, and January 2021. This is all spurred off of uh, Johnny Depp's attorney, Adam Waldman, uh, who said that these accu accusations, which is what this trial is all about, these abuse accusations and then that op-ed that was uh, eventually written, that they it was all a hoax. What, what do you think about this whole smear campaign, this push from Amber Heard's legal team to say that this was really just Johnny Depp trying to come at her? Yeah, so part of her suit back to him is that he basically um, defamed her um, right. through the attorney. And a lot of people that are looking at this case, and we've spoken about it, can't understand why the attorney wasn't sued. The attorney's the person who actually made the statements. And so you have to take a leap to assume that Johnny Depp is the one that made or pushed his own attorney to make those statements. So people are a little befuddled why the attorney wasn't included. Now, obviously, after those statements were made by the attorney, the argument is that, and look, anyone who's watching social media sees it now, that people, a lot of people, particularly on social media, are very pro-Johnny Depp. And so after these comments were made by him, there was a lot of negative Twitter hashtags against her that seemed to um, grow and grow and grow after these statements were made. And their position is that's an indication of how this lie by his attorney and therefore lie by Johnny Depp, if you accept that it wasn't true, impacted her and her ability to get a job and her ability to work. So we did hear from Waldman, uh, who actually is still Johnny Depp's attorney in a pre-recorded testimony, and he kind of invoked this attorney-client privilege, saying that he, he couldn't talk fully about the conversations that they had had in the past. How far uh, does that privilege, I guess, go? 
Well, it seemed to go pretty far because you really didn't have to answer almost right. anything when it came to that. And in a sense, that may be good for Johnny and it may not be. I mean, we don't know really what the nature of their conversation was. Had there not been an attorney-client privilege and then he was obligated, I'm not saying this happened, but for example, to say that Johnny Depp told him to make those statements and then he made those statements, then that can inert to the benefit of Amber Heard. But keep in mind, again, we go back and forth about who's defamed who. So their response is, what Amber Heard said is a hoax, and Amber Heard saying what she said is true. The jury has to kind of get through all this uh, back and forth to figure out really what the truth, where the truth lies. And a lot of times, as we all know, the, the truth often lies somewhere in the middle where neither of them are completely honest about what transpired. Right. And I think it's important to note that this is not coming out of nowhere. Not only has this couple gone through lawsuits together, but there's even been this backlash of Amber Heard before this trial even started. I didn't know that. I kind of want to circle back to that. I had no idea that she was trending on social media. I mean, this was this was 2.28 million uh, uses of, of hashtags, tweets about Amber Heard previously years ago. Yeah, it's, you know, it's funny. Look, you know, I, I, I wasn't in the room when Amber Heard and Johnny Depp lived their lives together. Um, And so I, who knows what really happened. Um, But it is unfortunate. We, We certainly don't want a jury trial to be dictated in any way by what social media tells sure. us it should be. And so, and I think that we do all get, lo- we all get lost in it. And I think, you know, uh, we had spoken about this before, the idea that people are actually scared to write anything pro Amber Heard in social media because people will eviscerate them for those beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to be objective about just the testimony. You can love Johnny Depp. You can think he's the greatest thing, but you also have to objectively look at the evidence. If you, at the end of the day, believe that Amber Heard is lying, which, by the way, I don't think she was the greatest witness Mm. um, of all time, and I think her credibility had some questions, but there's certainly something more um, than than what Johnny Depp exactly says in terms of kind of the interaction between the two of them. And you want a jury, at least, to decide this based on the facts and not, not not all the noise that's coming from outside of it. And speaking of the jury, um, she spoke directly to them during her testimony, Amber Heard I'm talking about, and her sister doing kind of the same thing. What did you make of her sister's testimony? Are these witnesses, uh, these close allies of Amber Heard going to be enough? So it's interesting, you know, look, anytime a witness testifies, you base it on their direct and their cross-examination and whether or not there's bias, whether they have a relationship with one or both of the, the complainants or the defendants in the case, and certainly she does. So there is a bias that a jury can use to determine whether she's being truthful. A lot of people have talked about the idea that both of them, both Amber Heard and her sister, each time they answer questions seem to turn to the jury almost methodically as though they were trained. It, it, it does feel a little, I hate to use the word acting, but trained to turn to the jury every single time a statement is made. It actually, from someone like me who's tried a billion cases, makes me uncomfortable. Um, if I was the juror, I'd be uncomfortable. Mm. I don't want someone turning to me every single time an answer is made. And it is interesting that I, it came to the point where they both seemed so similar in the way they were answering the questions. Now, obviously, they're sisters, so they're going to have certain traits similar, but there was something odd, almost like that both were told to do the same thing. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it it was pretty wild. If you shut your eyes and you just listened in, you can definitely tell that they're related here. Well, 
As we showed before, there's a lot going on with this trial. There are people showing up uh, to the courtroom or to the courthouse hoping to get a glimpse of Johnny Depp, paying absurd amounts of money, even his own lawyer. There's a lot of rumors swirling online about a romantic relationship between them. What has stuck out to you the most uh, over this past week as things are picking up, but this trial could be ending soon with closing arguments next week? I think what I'm thinking about the most is a couple of, one of the things I wonder is what everyone's going to do with their time when it's over. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, there are so many pressing political issues going on in our world right now. Um, and so, you know, look, there's an argument to be made. And, and it's funny to say this. This is not this should not be viewed as entertainment. Right. It's it's the demise of a relationship. Um, and it's it's tragic to see it, whether you believe one side or the other. But there is an aspect to it that allows people to, in a sense, escape. It's almost like watching um, those soap operas we used to, that used to be on all day long. It's like you have a chance to escape your own life and kind of follow along to what happened to theirs. Um, and there is something, look, I'm guilty of it. I think we're all guilty of it. But th there does something, it feels a little dirty sometimes right. when I'm watching it, thinking I'm like kind of imposing into the world that I'm not supposed to be involved in. And so I really do wonder if after this is done, if there's going to be another trial that kind of takes it place, its place or it's going to be quiet and we're going to move on to the things that probably are most relevant that, that are going on that we all should be really talking about in this world. I know you're so right. Um, it does make a difference. There are cameras in the courtroom cap capturing all of those little moments, even the people who are in the crowd just sitting behind uh, Johnny Depp. People are so zeroed in. They're even recognizing certain audience members. Um, well, I think they're off tomorrow and they'll pick back up next week. So everyone's going to have to figure out what they're going to do for the weekend. Not going to have the trial to look at. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. But we'll, we'll see. Uh, all right. Legal analyst Julie Randleman, thank you so much for being with us here on the show. We appreciate it. And there's going to be a lot more to talk about next week. Thank you so much.